Uh, Abyssmi. You. Uh, you wanna do what we always do, just myself and you, and, uh, host an episode of Undercooked Analysis? Yeah. That show that we, that show that we have always hosted? Yes, yes, definitely. That's just been us. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the occasional guest, um... But for the most part, just just me and you. Totally. Um, yeah. No. See, to step away from the bit from for a moment, uh, what's interesting about this crossover is I'm also going to be drinking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so indeed, we're not terribly far separated from uh, no from uh, that that other show. Um, no, no, not really. No. That other show that David and Kayla host to uh, re-enter the bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Undercooked Analysis, uh, the show that has a slogan, probably. I'm not... I Does it? No. <laughs> no. No. I don't know. I don't think it's ever had any type of branding or slogan. Tight, tight. Why would we make that? Tight, 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 tight. Uh, uh, and, yeah. Uh, for those not familiar what we do on this show, uh, it's hosted by myself and Abysme, uh, every, every episode. It's been the two of us, for the most part. I've always been here. Yeah, we've always been here. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, come along with us for, uh, this story and for this bit. And, uh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask what you're drinking, Abysme, but that's the other show. (laughs) Damn, we're good. Are you falling for it? Are you falling for our sick April Fool's joke? Get wrecked. Oh, get fucked. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> Just a prank. Um oh, what what are we reading today on this show that we do every week? Um what we are reading today uh is a story called I'm Sick of Being Homeless and it's by Rorschach Rorshan. Not short story one. Yeah. The we were a little worried. Uh we had our editor, uh uh David uh send us uh who's just the editor and does nothing else on this show um mm-hmm. we had him send us uh, uh a story and i i read the title and got two sentences into it and was like if this motherfucker sent us a short story one story <laughs> mm. that's like that's like double reverse april fools that, that's yeah. That that would have been that would have been a pretty sick prank. But um, and I was scrolling Reddit earlier today, and Short Story One had posted his latest masterpiece of "I Regret Marrying Myself." Oh, <laughs> which I haven't read yet, but I'm excited to. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know what would be a good prank? Reading a short story one. Um. Yeah, we said we'd stop. <laughs> but I'm all for closing this 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 episode out with a short story one story. 
All right. Yeah, okay. we got time. Why not? Um. But yes, I'm sick of being homeless by Rorschach Roshan. Yes. Um, I shall start. All right. The salary that I get paid get for being homeless is not bad, but in the end, I still must be homeless because this is that is what I get paid for. Okay. Is Wait, this someone time trying out. to write yeah. ads towards Tori? Uh, uh, immediate timeout. I did not ask David. But we have previously issued the challenge to people to write, like, short story one. God damn it. it the first sentence. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we may have been bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been more happy to have been bamboozled. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, th- this is, this is a very, very large feat to beat here. Because short story one is not easy to imitate, but let's do it. Yes. Uh, It is by far the strangest job I ever had, and who knew someone could get paid for being on the streets, no matter the weather? Oh, those naturists have no idea just how vicious nature can be when it is raining and the wind blowing it all at you with the full force of the cold air. I go through it all, all, though, and because I get paid to be homeless and I was raised to be responsible and to always do a good job because I get paid for it. All jobs are honorable, no matter what the job requires, but there are times I just want to run away and forget I have done such a job as being homeless. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, if this is not an attempt at a short story one story, I would be very surprised. Same. Same. It has all the hallmarks so we might, far. We might be raking someone over the coals right now, but... <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you, but you submit the you thing, sub- you, them's you the rules. You submit the thing, them's the rules. This reads like a short story one story. Yep. My co-workers aren't really co-worker, but rather other homeless people who don't really know that I'm being paid to be like them. So how and why does someone get employed to be homeless and live outside where all of nature is looking down on you? I feel like an animal on a daily basis. That mm. <laughs> this, this sentence went from a question to a statement. It sure did. <laughs> I got this job through an agency and they put through to some shady looking company and they asked me whether I believed in vampires. That's right. They actually used the term vampires, and I laughed my head off. Is that going to come back? Are they baiting? Are they baiting vampires with people to be out on the streets? Okay, let me. That that specific detail has me convinced. This is an attempt at a short story one story, because yeah. the best thing about any short story one story is that at some point. It's going to say a detail that is more interesting than anything else in the story, and they're never going to come back to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The person in- <laughs> the person interviewing me wasn't laughing at all, and he was being dead on serious. And he was a logical fellow, and so how could he believe in such phony creations? I was desperate for money, and I was willing to be homeless as it seemed like an easy job on the outside. I thought to myself, instead of being stuck in some warehouse or some other office-type job where I will be required to reach targets, but but instead I get to just wander around outside where it seems like a fun job. In the summer it's okay, but even then the heat can be excruciating and the stink that human beings can produce is abysmal. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. I, uh, I occasionally give people subs on Twitch. And 99% of streamers go, thanks, Abysmal. <laughs> thanks. Nope. No cool. problem. 
No, it's all right. I asked them which area I was going to be homeless at, and it was a completely other city, which I was no stranger to as I had been there before. When I asked who these vampires were, mm, no, coming back, were the employer... When I asked who these vampires were, the employer simply told me to ask the public where the man who complains about no one robbing his house lives and where the other man is who tries to make people shop at small local businesses. And that's all I had. When I had accepted the job, they took me into another room and there were contracts and these were the type of contracts that were used to solidify someone owning a house or a mortgage. Wait. You're signing a mortgage to be homeless? <laughs> so, listeners, I have a confession to make right now. Um, mm. When Abysme reads, I take a bite of my food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, and that's proven to be a real bad fucking idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, let me Let me wash it down with this beverage you're not going to ever hear what it is because we don't do that on nope. this show hmm. nope no why would we divulge that ah boy that's some tasty beverage there was a dying man in this room there was a dying man in this room, and when I signed the contract, my employer looked down at me and said, From here onwards, your home will be everything under the atmosphere of planet Earth. The outside world will always be your home, and you will never be allowed to go inside anywhere. And the dying man finally let out his last sigh of air. My employer said that the dying man had been an employed homeless man for many years, and now it was my turn. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. I was taken to this other city with some necessities and a bag, and I wandered around this city. <laughs> the city just trying to find a place to sleep in. I followed other homeless people, and I asked them about the man who complains about no one robbing him, and about the second man who complains that people should only shop and buy from local and small businesses. It was my luck, and these homeless men... Knew the area so well, and I took their advice, and I found the first man who always complains that no one ever robs him. God damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to get them back somehow now. Uh, I, I went and asked David for a story. <laughs> like, not even considering that we should offer them a movie. <laughs> Well, hey, David, the rules uh, are... I got a real good movie for you. It's called Blood Diner. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we're kind of trapped, though, because the rules on that other show that we don't host, um, it, it's it's very like you choose. It's your it's your preference. Yeah. So, fuck. God damn it. It's okay, I'm just going to edit a lot of them burping when they're not burping in. It's going to be fine. His house was in serious need of repair. And I could hear him shouting from his window that nobody ever robs my house. And I try so hard to make it look so good, but no one, no one, now one ever robs my house. And offends me that no one ever robs my house because that means my house isn't good. 
That's one way of looking at he it. Shouted from the top of his lungs. <laughs> then two people walking past his house, and they heard him so desperately wanting someone to rob his house, as it will make him think that his house is a good, fashionable house. The two people looked at each other, and they were interested in robbing him. And the front door opened wide on its own. I could feel in my bones that something was wrong here, and it didn't feel right to go into that house. <laughs> oh. The two men who wanted to rob this guy's house were also thinking about whether they should rob his house or Good Lord. <laughs> um, the two men who wanted to rob this guy's house were also thinking about whether they should rob his house or not. They would take a few steps closer to his house, and then they would take a few steps back, but the man inside the house was getting more and more desperate. He started to say how he had rare collectible inside, just the one <laughs> inside his house that could be sold for thousands of pounds. <gasps> and the two men began to perk up again. The man inside the house started showing off his rare antiques from the Victorian era and even older eras. Um, oh boy. The two men went inside the house to rob him, but all that happened was that I had heard a loud scream. I walked towards the house, and through the windows I could see the man who wants to be robbed sucking on the blood of both guys who went inside the house. So there are vampires. <laughs> yep. Real vampires. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and my worldview was completely skewed. It was predatory and full of hatred, and both men just crawling on the floor not knowing what to do or what was going on. <laughs> That that's us. That's us reading this story. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> We're about halfway through, and vampires. And he has one more vampire to meet. So this is going to be weird. The man who lived inside the house then spotted me, and with blood-soaked mouth and black eyes, he walked up to the front door. But he couldn't get out, even though the door was open. Some invisible force was stopping him. Oh, that's why he's not allowed to go in houses anymore. Oh. Uh... So he can't be killed by a vampire. Yep. Okay. So there's two things going on here. Short story one stories are three to five paragraphs max. This is a few pages. And short story one stories abandon all hope and logic, ye who enter here. So there is, there is, there it's definitely logic at play, kind of. Kind of. Um in this one, yeah. Like it it definitely nails the utter lack of syntax, yeah. but um, it so it, it does feel like one, but yeah, it, it has a, a few hallmarks that kind of tip you off. But other than that, pretty damn good. Uh, blah blah blah. So, some invisible force was stopping him from stepping outside, and all he said to me was, "Invite me into your house." And I was confused because I was outside. The vampire then shouted at me, saying, "Invite me into your house." And then it all made sense. The contract I had signed, which made all of outside under the atmosphere of Earth my home, and vampires need permission to enter any home. <laughs> that is... Okay, that's... Yep. That... that, that I, this would be a... Okay, the dude who directed Rubber and uh, Deerskin, I would love to see him direct this. Yeah. Yep. This is This is so absurd, but absurdist logic that's rather... Rather interesting. This, this like started with an unhinged short story one attitude, and then it and then it mm -hmm. like was like okay, now let's explain how we got here. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's it, that's an interesting concept. Uh, like dig yourself a hole of insanity and then dig your way out. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
so as the outside world was my home, this vampire needed my permission to enter the outside world. This vampire is imprisoned by this house. We were just staring at each other, and no scrap of humanity was left inside this vampire, and I wondered how old this vampire was with all of the rare artifacts inside the house. But that's not... <laughs> not how that works, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it can't be how yeah. that works, but... The vampire then said to me, So where is the other homeless old man? Is he dead now? <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly didn't know what to say to him. I guess this job is passed on from person to person. Keep this vampire imprisoned inside the house. How is it being homeless up to now? It will only get tough, the vampire told me. I walked away, and the first week being homeless was tough, and I was sleeping on park benches on pavements. I was being pushed away by people, and the looks I got from the public were humiliating, and even though I was the one keeping a vampire trapped inside his house, no one knew. It was tough being homeless, and how these other homeless people did it was just beyond me. I needed to find this other person who always shouts at people for helping small local businesses. Agent, again, or... Sorry, I'm sorry for all the burping. We don't do this on yeah. the show. It's, it's rather rude. Again, my fellow homeless people helped me where to find him. And he lived in a different kind of place, which was half a business and half a house. My God. <laughs> oh. You could hear him shouting from the windows to the public, begging people to help small businesses to whoever walked past. And most just on... Walked on. You get those who like to help people. What? (laughs) (laughs) And most just walked on. You get those who like to help people. Those were the types of people this guy was relying on. And I saw how quick this guy traveled from the upstairs window to the living room. And then he then opened the door claiming everyone should help small businesses. Will you help mine? And he person outside asked him what his business was. The guy living inside the house claimed that he offered funeral services to the dead, and the guy was interested and offered to spread his leaflets. The person went inside the house, and then the door slammed shut on its own. There was an eerie silence, and one which I didn't like, and when I went up to the window, once again, I saw a vampire sucking on a person's neck. You can see the hunger on the vampire and the desperation, and it was disgusting. No mercy was shown to the victim, and it was simple savagery, and... And where did these creatures come from? My whole reality and everything I had ever believed in was now totally different, and I couldn't sleep, and not because I was homeless, but because I couldn't get these images from out of my mind. You know what this feels like? This feels like any of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episodes with Mark Lar in it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Which is, that is praise, yeah. by the way. Oh, 100%. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. That the second vampire. This, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. this feels like Adult Swim horror, which is again mm-hmm. also a compliment. Um, yes, it is. What was that creepy? Uh, uh, the Shivering Truth. Did you ever watch that show? Mm. I saw. I think the first couple episodes, and um, it was very, very, very creative. I don't know why I didn't continue, but yeah, I did see the first couple episodes. Yeah, this this feels like it could be a short on the shivering truth. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
The second vampire saw me and instantly knew what I was and that I was the new owner of the outside world. He came to the door in such speed with his victim still shaking on the floor and the vampire nicely begged me, invite me into your house, meaning the outside world so he can do his thing onto others. I simply said no to him and the desperation in his eyes was clear because he was definitely sick of being stuck inside a house. He wanted to get out and be free to do what he wanted and he then said to me, being homeless is hard. How long can you keep it up? And you will eventually end up like the old man who had his job before you. And I tried to ignore him, but the reality was settling in. The reality of being homeless was now plaguing my mind so vividly. And maybe regretting doing this job in the first place? I shouldn't have been tempted by the money, and it's so cliche, isn't it, how we all do things for money by putting out health, out health and mind at risk for a payday. Um... The money didn't seem worth it anymore, and as I was, as I walked away from the second vampire begging me to let him into my house, I was just thinking about myself now. I, everyone knows how to leave a job, but I didn't know how to leave this one, and whether I had to give a notice or if I could just walk away. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I mean, you could mention, like, the contract says, like, you're not allowed to quit. Yeah. Or something like that, because it's already a bizarre fucking contract. Being homeless was hard and dangerous, especially during the weekend when drunks would fight with me and when other homeless people would steal my stuff. Violence was ripe and drugs was everywhere. <laughs> There's something about the phrase drugs was everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. This was a horrible job and I didn't know how my predecessor had done it for so long right into old age. I was forbidden from even staying in a place for more than an hour, but there were places for me to shower and get clean. These places were only for me and only I had an hour that I could clean myself and eat some food and then I had to get out. Every three days I was allowed to go to this place. Jesus. One shower every three days. Um, after being homeless, even the most basic of places is just heaven and we all take for granted having a roof over our heads. I wondered what would happen if I stayed in a place for over an hour, and how would my employers even know? They didn't even have CCTV cameras to check up on me, and I was getting sick of being homeless. I was getting sick of the treatment from the public and what I do for them to not, to not being attacked by two vampires living in their area. Some of them I would have loved to lure them to either of the two vampires. Majority of the public don't deserve protecting, and they deserve the worst and to be thrown into the pit with wolves. How horrid people are and how terrible they can be, but some are just lovely. These are the people who bring food and other necessities for the homeless, and they listen to our stories and show us support, even sit next to us when we aren't even smelling right. It's these types of people who remind me of who we are protecting, and this gives me faith that humanity is not always so bad. Ah. <laughs> I went to the first vampire's house where he was shouting out of his window about how he wants to be robbed. He was making stuff up how he tried to make his house so lovely and only by getting robbed... We know! Um, that only by getting robbed can he fully know that his house is actually lovely because burglars only rob lovely, well-fashioned houses. Just like clockwork, two more thuggish-looking men were interested in robbing the first vampire's house and I tried to warn them, but the vampire called me, Get lost, you homeless hobo! When I tried to deter the two thuggish-looking men, they started to intimidate me and told me to get lost. 
My anger allowed them two to go and try to rob the first vampire's house, and I witnessed them both being dragged by the vampire. They shouted and screamed, and the vampire had his thirst quenched by their blood. I then stood outside his house, and the vampire smiled at me, and I said, How is being, and said, How is be, how is being homeless? Is it getting to you yet? Why don't you just invite me to your house? And I said no to him. He then started to question my morals and why I let the two men into his house, and I tried to explain to the vampire that they didn't want my help. The vampire then told me that I allowed them into his house and that I could have called the police or even tried fighting them a little bit. He even told me how my predecessor used to fight with people to stop them going into either of the vampire's houses. It was clear I was weaker or of lesser morals, and the first vampire said that I could just bring people to his house instead, and he would never have the need to go outside. Sorry, I'm not eating. This is a professional podcast that we host. Um, Absolutely. I walked away in shame, and I felt so bad for what I had done, and it was horrid weather, and I couldn't stand being inside. Um, I needed some kind of shelter, and I was so desperate that I decided to let go, to let go inside a hotel for a bit. I sat in the waiting area and bought myself some coffee and nodded off, and three hours went by, and then I started getting a call, and it was my employer. He shouted at me for staying inside a place for more than an hour, and he explained to me that if I stay inside a place for more than an hour, the vampires will be able to go out further away from their house. I didn't know this, and I... I should have fucking told you! <laughs> also, that doesn't make any sense, because they still have to be invited in yeah. somewhere. Um... And I quickly went outside and visited the second vampire's house. The second vampire was now able to go outside into his front yard, but no further, and I couldn't believe what I had done, and he had killed a few passerbys. He looked at me and said, being homeless is getting hard, right? It will take me time. It will take time to get used to it. And I felt so ashamed, and then I saw the vampire being pushed back by an invisible force back into his home. The vampire kept on saying to me, please invite me into your home, and I told him a stern no. I then visited the first vampire's house, and he was able to go outside into his front yard because I stayed inside a place for more than an hour. It's like if I stay inside a place... <laughs> <laughs> the premise of this is so very good. Yeah. Um... This didn't have to be five yes. pages. It could have been longer than your average short story one story, but it did not have to be this long. Um, because I stayed inside a place for more than an hour. It's like if I stay inside a place for more than an hour, it's like whatever force is keeping them trapped inside their houses becomes weaker as the outside isn't my home anymore. The first vampire was laughing his head off, and he killed so many passerbys. Passerbys. And my employer sorted out the dead bodies and clearing any evidence by employing a special cleaning team. I told you homelessness will get to you, the first vampire told me. 
The first vampire was now trapped inside his home, and I was getting told off by my employer that I admitted to my and I admitted to my employer that I was now having second thoughts about this job. I didn't think that I had it in me to do it at all. My employer refused to listen to me at all and told me to just get on my job, and I didn't want to do it anymore. All I could do that night was find a bench to sleep in, and I even got woken up by another homeless person who robbed my bag. The bag, not bag. <laughs> no. Which had clothes and other necessities inside the bad, and I just lost it. Damn it. I screamed in anger as I couldn't take it anymore, and then a group of drunks came up to me and started shoving me. They shoved me to the ground, laughing at me and calling me all sorts of name and humiliating me because I am homeless. All I could do was get up and walk away, but seething in anger, and yes, there are good people, but not enough of them in my opinion. I decided to invite both vampires into my oh, damn. into my home, and I went up to both of them to each of their homes and invited them back into the outside world. They both disappeared, and a string of brutal killings followed. My employer and his company had all but disappeared. I do feel bad, but at least I'm not homeless anymore. Well. Okay. Well. An admirable attempt. Yeah. Uh, premise is great. Premise is great. Yeah. No, this would be great to see adapted to the screen. Um, I feel like this is someone we've read their work on the show before, but I'm having trouble finding. Yeah. The premise is very good. And... Uh... It is a very good premise, kind of written like a short story, one story. Yeah. Okay, there's two. The Divorce and Fancy Being a Ouija Board Planchette. Yeah, and those were both also kind of weird. Both written. If I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> I wasn't on those episodes. I mean, yeah, I was. No, I, I, I'm on all of them. Yes. Um, I co-host this show. Yes, they were weird. Huh. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of where I've landed on this. Huh. That's really it. I mean, it's it's a fun exercise trying to write a short story one style story because you have to fight every urge and everything you've learned or have been taught for writing and just let your brain go like, you know, hands off the wheel. And it's always fun to see what people come up with because it is just, it, it's so contrary to everything that we're taught about writing. And it's just fun to see stream of consciousness, unbridled insanity. Um, yeah. So, but you so got to stop now it. that I'm okay. <laughs> no, now that I'm remembering, uh, who Rorschach Roshan is, um, this is kind of just how they write actually. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Um, you know, and you know what? Okay. Apologies for the comparisons to short story one, but also kind of not. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know any other modern, modern, uh, you know, notable writer in this sphere, more notable and unique than short story one. And we read a lot on this show. There's a lot of great stories from a lot of great authors. And this is nothing against them, but short story one will forever be 
emblazoned yeah. on my brain. There is nothing quite like him. So being compared to someone who stands out that much and providing that much entertainment is a compliment in my yeah. book. Um, again, solid overall premise. Um, yeah, no, the premise is wonderful. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to say, um, hey, Rorschach, Roshan, uh, I hope you listened past the part where we just assumed you were trolling us. Um, <laughs> and uh, Well, trolling's not the right word, but... You know, you took up the the challenge of I'm going to write a short story one story, uh, which maybe you did, yeah, maybe you didn't. Yeah, it's very possible know. they didn't. Uh, <laughs> Whoops! Uh, oops! Uh, sorry, we're drunk. No, we're not. Different show. Um, what? No. Huh? Um. <laughs> Get that out. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>